true then? What they're saying on the train. Harry Potter has come to Hogwarts. Harry Potter. This is Crab and Goyle. And I'm Malfoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Podcast Nine and Three Quarters, a Potter podcast. I'm your host, the Half Blood Princess. Today, we have Chapter Six of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone The Journey from Platform Nine and Three Quarters. This chapter was a really good chapter as it starts off with letting us know about Harry's last month at the Dursleys. I really like this because in the movies, once Harry finds out he's a wizard, he doesn't go back to the Dursleys at all. Um, But in the books, after he finds out he's a wizard and he goes to Diagon Alley and all of that, he has to go back to the Dursleys for a whole nother month. So just imagine just finding out that you're a wizard and getting introduced to the wizarding world and then having to go back and spend a whole month with the Dursleys before you can actually go to Hogwarts. It talks about how Dudley won't even be in the same room as Harry anymore because he's afraid of him now. Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon were nicer to Harry because they wouldn't speak to him at all and they didn't make him do anything. After being ignored for so long, Harry starts to get depressed about it. He spends his time in his room with his new owl, Hedwig. He decides to name her. He reads some of the books that he gets. And every night before he goes to sleep, he marks off a day on a calendar because he's counting down to September 1st. He is so excited to finally leave the Dursleys and go off to Hogwarts. Harry had to ask Uncle Vernon for a ride to King's Cross Station so he could get to the platform nine and three quarters to get to Hogwarts. And Uncle Vernon agrees. Harry tells him that he has to be at platform nine and three quarters at 11. And Uncle Vernon says that's not real, but is still going to take him. The next day, Harry wakes up early and it's the day to go to Hogwarts. He's checking his list over and over just to make sure he has all of his stuff and everything he needs. And they drop Harry off at 1030. Vernon shows Harry that there is no platform nine and three quarters. There's a platform nine. There's a platform 10. He laughs and tells Harry to have a good term and leaves. The Dursleys drive away laughing, thinking that Harry's doomed, basically, because there's no platform nine and three quarters. Harry has no idea what to do at this point. He doesn't know what he's supposed to do. People are staring at him because here he is lugging around an owl. Harry asks a guard for some help, and they don't know anything. They have no idea what he's talking about. Harry's starting to panic at this point because there's only 10 minutes left until it's time for the train to depart, and he definitely does not want to miss that. So just as Harry is panicking, he hears a group of people pass behind him, and he hears them mention something about muggles. He turns around and he sees a plump lady with a group of children and they all had trunks just like Harry's and they also had an owl. So Harry follows them and kind of listens to them to see if they are someone that he can ask and he hears them talking about nine and three quarters. So Harry decides to ask the plump lady, um, you know, how to do it. He says this is his first time at Hogwarts and she tells him that it's Ron's first year too. 
he tells her he has no idea how to get on and she explains to him all you have to do is walk straight into the barrier between platforms 9 and 10. So Harry watches a couple of the redheaded children go through and then it's Harry's turn. He walks quickly into the barrier afraid that he's going to smash into it. He closes his eyes just as he's about to go in. When he opens his eyes, he's in a whole new platform with all kinds of people. And there's a scarlet train labeled Hogwarts Express. He just can't believe it. He's taken in all the sights. There's cats everywhere. There's owls everywhere. Harry's walking down the aisle, kind of looking for a seat to sit in. And as he's walking, he's just observing he passes a boy named neville who's lost his toad he sees a boy with dread dreadlocks showing something weird he has in a box with like long hairy legs sticking out and he finally finds an empty compartment but he couldn't get his trunk up into the compartment so one of the red-headed boys from earlier helped him it was two red-headed boys they were twins and they're both talking to harry they point at his scar and ask him what that is the other twin is like, oh my gosh, that's him. It's you, aren't you? And Harry's like, what? And one of the twins says, Harry Potter. And Harry's like, yes, yes, I am. So Harry sits down on the train and the boys go back to their family. And Harry tries to listen to what the redheaded family is talking about. The mom was wiping something off the youngest son, Ron's nose. Uh, He learns that the twins' names were Fred and George. He hears the oldest is Percy, and Percy was already in his robes, and he had a fancy P on his robes. Harry hears them talking about how Percy is a prefect and how Percy had to get new robes because he's a prefect, but the others weren't able to get new robes. Um... The mom starts talking to the twins about how they better behave themselves. And he overhears them talking about how they blow up toilets and stuff like that. So he already knows they're up to no good. And then told them to look after Ron. This is when the twins tell her who they just met on the train. They told them that the black-haired boy at the station who was close to them when they were getting on the platform was Harry Potter. Harry hears the little redhead girl asking to please go on the train and meet him. She is so excited. Her name is Jenny. And I think that's super cute because about how bad Jenny wanted to meet Harry and how she's a child, like he's the childhood celebrity from when she was a child and she ends up getting to marry him when she grows up. So I think that's super cool. They talk some more and then the three boys climb onto the train. The train starts and takes off. Harry is so excited. He had no idea what he was going to be getting into, but he knew it was going to be better than what he was leaving. Harry's compartment door slides open and it's the youngest redheaded boy, Ron. And he asks if anyone else is sitting there because everywhere else is full. Harry shook his head and Ron sat down. Ron asks him if he's really Harry Potter. Harry nods and Ron just says he's sorry. He just wanted to make sure that Fred and George weren't trying to play a prank on him. He asks Harry if he really has that scar, in which Harry answers by pulling his hair back to show Ron. Ron stares at it. Ron starts asking questions to Harry about that night when Harry tells him he doesn't remember anything, just a bunch of green light. 
Harry isn't upset that Ron's asking all these questions because Harry is just as fascinated with Ron as Ron is of Harry. Harry asks Ron if everyone in their family is wizards and Ron says he believes so, except maybe a cousin that nobody talks about. Ron asks Harry about living with muggles. Ron tells him that he has five brothers. Bill and Charlie had already graduated from Hogwarts, and he talks about them a little. He talks about how one of them was head boy and the other one was Quidditch captain. Then talks about how Percy is a prefect and Fred and George always get good marks, even though they mess around a lot. He's talking about how he has to do super good because they all did good. And then he tells Harry about how he has hand-me-down robes and even his wand is a hand-me-down and even his rat is Percy's old rat. And that's when Ron pulls out this fat old gray rat named Scabbers. Ron is embarrassed and it's probably because he just told Harry Potter about how he can't afford an owl and stuff like that. But that's when Harry tells Ron not to be, you know, ashamed about it or anything because he used to wear hand-me-downs and never had money until like a month ago. He never got any birthday presents and it's kind of like they're relating. Harry tells him that he never even knew he was a wizard or anything about his parents or Voldemort or anything until Hagrid told him. Ron freaks out a little bit because Harry said Voldemort instead of you-know-who. And then Harry explains to him that he just didn't know that he shouldn't. It's not that he's brave or anything like that. He just didn't know. Harry talks about how he thinks he's going to be the worst in the class because, you know, he didn't know anything about being a wizard or anything like that. But Ron assures him that there's loads of people that come from muggle families. They ride along the train in the train for a while, just taking in the scenery and everything when the lady pushing the trolley comes along down the aisle asking if anybody wants anything. Harry is super happy because he didn't have breakfast and he actually had money to buy sweets for the first time in his life. Ron says he brought sandwiches, so he doesn't need anything. Harry wants to buy as many Mars bars as he can, but the lady says that she doesn't have any Mars bars and all she has is a bunch of weird named candies that Harry had never heard of. So Harry decides to buy some of everything because he doesn't want to miss out on anything. Ron pulls out his sandwich and uh, mentions how his mom always forgets that he doesn't like corned beef. Harry says that he'll trade him for one of his things. Ron says, Harry, you don't want this. My mom's busy. She doesn't have a lot of time. So, you know, I really feel bad for Ron as well because you can tell that he's a little, you know, ashamed maybe or just not super confident with, you know, where he comes from. Harry says, go on, just have the candy, Ron. It's not a big deal. Harry and Ron eat the candies, and then Harry comes to his first chocolate frog. Ron talks about how they all have collectible cards on the inside. So Harry takes his card out, and it's Dumbledore. So this is Dumbledore. Harry's never seen Dumbledore before. He reads the back of the card with all the facts about Dumbledore, and then he flips the card over, and Dumbledore's gone off the front. And that's when Ron says he doesn't stay there all day, which is cool because we learn about, you know, the pictures they move and things like that. Um, 
Harry mentions how in the muggle world, people just stay put in the photos. And Ron said, that is so weird. So it's funny to see how, you know, the wizards think the muggle stuff is weird. And then the muggles think that the wizard stuff is weird. So Harry starts opening up all of the chocolate frogs and starts collecting all the cards. He's so fascinated by them and all the facts that are on them about the wizards or witches that are on the card. So this is when Harry opens up a pack of Birdie Bot's Every Flavored Beans. And Ron tells him it really is every flavor. So they eat a few of those and talk about the flavors and things like that. So they ride along for some time more on the train when a boy comes to their door and he's basically crying. He asks if they've seen a toad and they say no. So the boy leaves. Ron starts talking about how he knows a spell that will turn scabbers yellow and he pulls out this beat up chipped up wand. The wand is so beat up that the unicorn hair core is sticking out almost. Just as he whips his wand, the boy looking for the toad is back, and this time he's accompanied by a girl. She already had her robes on, and she says, Has anyone seen a toad? Neville's lost one. The girl had a bossy voice and bushy brown hair and really large front teeth. They said, We've already told him we haven't seen it. And she was looking at Ron, who was about to do magic, and she says, oh, you're going to do magic? Well, let's see it then. And then she sits down. So Ron starts his spell, and he waves his wand, and nothing happens. The girl starts talking, and she's talking very fast about how she's only tried a few simple spells herself, but they've always worked. And that she lets them know that she, no one else in her family is magic, and how she's memorized all the books. Oh, and her name's Hermione Granger, and asks, who are they? Ron says, I'm Ron Weasley, and Harry says, Harry Potter. Obviously, the girl is shocked when she hears his name and says, are you really? She tells them about how she's read about him in a couple different books. Then she asks if they know what house they're going to be in and that she's hoping she's in Gryffindor. She says she hears Dumbledore himself was a Gryffindor, but Ravenclaw wouldn't be too bad either, she says. Then she says she's got to go help Neville and suggest that they change into their robe and then she takes off just as quickly as she showed up. That's when Ron says he hopes whatever house he's in, she's not in it. He puts his wand away. Harry asks what house Ron's brothers were in and Ron says Gryffindor, all of them, even his mom and dad were in Gryffindor and he doesn't know what they'd do if they put him in another house, but Ravenclaw wouldn't be too bad. But can you imagine if they put you in Slytherin? That's the house you know who was in. Ron is feeling a bit depressed thinking about it. Harry asks Ron what his older brothers do now. And Ron lets him know about how Charlie is in Romania studying dragons and Bill is in Africa doing some work for Gringotts. Harry wondered what people did when they finished school here. This is when Ron tells Harry about someone trying to rob a high-security vault at Gringotts, and he doubts Harry has heard about it since it was in the Daily Prophet and not the Muggle paper. And Harry's like, wait, what happened? How is that possible, really? Because he had heard so much about it being such a high-security vault. Um, and it's really big news because they didn't get caught and they didn't take anything either, so it's super weird. Ron asks Harry who's his team for Quidditch. 
Harry has no idea and Ron can't believe it because Ron thinks Quidditch is like the best thing ever. He begins explaining all things Quidditch to Harry. Then their compartment door opens again and there are three boys standing there. The middle boy Harry recognizes as the pale boy from Madame Malkin's robe shop in the last chapter. And this is my favorite part of the whole series because this is when we get introduced to my favorite character of the whole series, Draco Malfoy. So the middle boy says, so it's true. Harry Potter is in this compartment. Harry confirms and the boy introduces himself as Draco Malfoy. Ron kind of snickers at his name a little bit and that's when Draco's like, no need to ask who you are. My dad told me about the Weasleys. Red hair, freckles, and more kids than they can afford. And then he tells Harry that some wizarding families are better than others and he doesn't want to go making friends with the wrong sort and that he can help him there. But Harry declines and says that he can tell the wrong sort for himself, thanks. And this is when Draco basically threatens Harry and tells him that he needs to watch out and know what's good for him because his parents didn't know what was good for them and see what happened to them. Uh, Hanging out with the folks he's hanging out with isn't a good look for Harry. Harry and Ron both stand up and Harry says, say that again. Draco laughs at Harry and Ron and says, oh, you're fighters, huh? Draco says that they ate all their food and they're going to take some of theirs. When Draco reached for some of the chocolate frogs, Scabbers bit him on the finger and latched on. When he finally got Scabbers off, the three boys took off. And that's when Hermione comes running up again asking what's going on. Ron tells Harry he's heard of the Malfoy family. And Harry tells Ron about how he met him in Diagon Alley. Ron tells Harry about how the Malfoys were the first to come back to the good side after you-know-who because they said their family was bewitched, but Ron's folks don't believe it. So Harry and Ron put on their long black robes, though Ron's were a little short for him as you could see his sneakers underneath. Harry was so nervous as they were pulling up to Hogwarts. He still had no idea what to expect, but he was a little bit more confident because he now had a friend. Harry and Ron fill up their pockets with the rest of the candy and then they join everyone else. They step off the train and there's Hagrid. Hagrid says, follow me, first years. And they follow Hagrid down a really steep, narrow path. It's dark. No one's really speaking because I imagine everyone's nervous. It's everyone's first year in this group. They come to this big lake. And past the lake is this huge, vast castle. And there's little rowboats that they use to take across the lake. Hagrid says no more than four to a boat. Harry, Ron, Neville, and Hermione get in a boat and they glide across this lake towards the castle. Still, no one's talking. They're just staring at the castle. They reach the top of the lake. And Hagrid actually finds Trevor, the toad, for Neville and gives that back to him. They walk up to the castle. There's a bunch of stone steps and they're at the front door. Hagrid knocks three times, and that ends chapter six. Chapter six was super good, I thought, because Harry finally meets a friend, we think, and that's Ron Weasley. We finally meet my favorite character, Draco Malfoy. I know I'll mention that all throughout the series. I love all things Draco. And even though he seems like a bad guy, I know he's not. And then, so join me next week for chapter seven, The Sorting Hat. Until next time, Kay, love you, bye.